Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I'm Dane Lobb. I'm a public safety specialist with PG&E. If you encounter a downed power line, you need to stay away from it. Call 911. Let our first responders come out and handle it. Police and fire will respond as well as PG&E. PG&E will make the scene safe. I'm Robbie Earl. Welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, sponsored by Land Rover. And as ever, I've got my mate Robbie Musto in tow. So, Musty, let's start our chat with a fantastic game at the lane yesterday, the North London derby. Spurs 2, Arsenal 2. Who feels happier with the draw, mate? Oh, I think probably, I think probably Arsenal. I mm. think when you consider all the things that went on in that game, the fact that they're away from home, the fact that I think a lot of people thought the Spurs were going to win the game and pull further away and almost eliminate Arsenal out of the title race, mm. I, I guess they'll be probably a little bit happier. But I've got to think that both of them will probably, you know, be kicking themselves a little bit that they could have won this game. Um, particularly Spurs, Rob. When you, mm. you know, when you go a man up and you get 2-1 up in the match with uh, not that long to go uh, and you don't win the match and the situation with Arsenal and being ahead of them and, and almost knocking them out of the title race, mm. um, I just think they'll be a little bit more disappointed. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I just was thinking about it yesterday and I was thinking, like, they'll both go to bed tonight and be a bit uncomfortable. They'll be satisfied with the point, but I think both of them will have regrets. And I think the big regret for, for Spurs, as you say, was they could have almost extinguished Arsenal's title hopes, really, by putting them out of the race. But I just want to focus a little bit, Rob, because I know on, on the Two Robbies radio show we didn't get into too much detail and Francis Coughlin and, and the, those two rash challenges that could have put Arsenal out of, of the title race it, it's a little bit out of character for him and I just wonder is, is this the kind of pressure that, that the players are under now Rob as we come to the last bit of the season you know this weekend we've seen five red cards for players a lot of them were two yellows as well where you know people have made silly challenges one matter you know James Milner players like that who you expect to be a little bit more secure with, with, with their emotions yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. All the players know the rules. They know the situation when you're on a yellow card. It's just what pressure and intensity mm. and focus and desire and wanting to win and wanting to play well and wanting to please the fans, etc., etc., that just takes players over the edge. It's just, you know, it, it's, it's a skill. It's an, mm. it's an ability to have that you can control your it's, emotions. It's but funny, isn't fair, it? Yeah, sorry, sorry. mate. No, I'm no just I just say... you know I don't have that many skills in my game, but I, I, I could <laughs> yeah. control I could control but, my emotions quite well. But you know what's um, really funny? Sorry, mate. I, I was just trying to say similar thing. But when you're in the dressing room, and sometimes I don't think people understand this, there's so many complex characters in there, and and before a game, you see lots of different behaviour, don't you? You see some shouters and screamers and are going crazy, and you're like, some are a bit more calm, sit in the corner, don't say anything. Some get a little bit nervous, and I just think it's different. People, we we often see Joe Hart at the, at the, at the front of the Manchester City lineup, don't we, in the tunnel, and he's he's getting going, and often he comes out with a few swear words, and that's just his way of building up. And for yeah. some players, you know, when they get out there, it's almost like the pre the pressure hits them in. in in different ways and it, like I say people like Matter and Milner who you would expect would know a little bit better uh, have ended up in, it, finding themselves you know missing a game yeah I mean I think the Matter ones is, is different Rob it's just it's just super unusual I mean the mm. guy's not done this before and it's like out, out of nowhere there's no significant pressure or intensity in this game mm. it was just a very weird sloppy unprofessional 
um, bit of play from him. But the others absolutely agree. And, and, I, and I was always one of those that, you know, it's a big old rah-rah when you go out. And yeah. Remember, we had a, used to have a little huddle before the kickoff and, and everybody's screaming, shouting in the little huddle. I used to think, yeah, yeah, whatever. After five minutes of the game mm. starts, everybody's, you know, back to normal. And that little bit of intensity is gone. So... I was never a big fan of that. And as you said, maybe some players get a little bit too wound up and then do things they shouldn't do on the, uh, in the game. So it's going to be interesting for both of these teams moving forward. Can, can Spurs still stay in there? Do, uh, you know, do, do they still one of your favourites to, to do it? Or, you know, yeah. uh, uh, more than Arsenal? Uh, I, I think so, yeah. They've got a three-point gap. They've got a three-point gap. Arsenal got some... Uh, they've got to go to, to, to Man City. They've mm. got to go to West Ham, I think. So they've got... Probably slightly uh, harder running, and I just I just prefer the Spurs team of this season. I just think they're more complete. They got a little bit of everything. There's more youth. There's more team spirit. Um, in terms of real, real talent, probably not as much as Arsenal, uh, and it's going to be close. But I think they are going to give the the biggest challenge to Leicester City. Uh, let's move on to Vicarage Road, and it was a one 0 win for Leicester. And we were talking on the broadcast today that the title winners end up winning games 1-0. If it's Manchester United, if it's Chelsea, if it's been Man City latterly, they find a way. They had Riyad Mahrez as a match winner this time. Is there, a, is there a certain snobbery about that Leicester is sitting top of the table and people can't, can't quite get their heads around it? I mean, they've won 17 games. They've lost only three. 52 goals scored as many as anybody in the league. But for some reason, everybody keeps saying, What's going to happen next? When the, the run's going to stop? You know, they can't continue. But they keep getting the job done, Rob. They do. And it, and it looks like nobody can stop them. Nobody can stop them. And I, and I, think, I think you might be right. You said that the, the pressures and, mm-hmm. the, you know, that kind of mentality shift might not happen. Well, there's absolutely no sign of it. I think, I think that the reason is, Rob, that people think they're going to fall away is when you look at the players and you look mm-hmm. at the individuals in this team in an eleven. It's like well, they're not champ. They're not. They're not Premier League champion no. level no. as individuals. But we're all learning, and we've all been. We've yeah. all been uh, proved wrong mm. that it's more than that. And they've got a couple of brilliant individuals. Yeah. The style of play helps them. The manager helps them. But the team spirit and the and the, the work mm. ethic and the distance they cover and the togetherness and and playing at their very highest level. Every player mm. over 29, 30 games, yeah. that's, that's why they're proving us wrong, Rob, because that's almost impossible to do. It's, it's just remarkable. Well, they've used the, the fewest number of players in their starting eleven. So it's a small group. It's a compact group. I think they, they've got a real togetherness. But, you know, what's really surprising with this group is the lack of injuries, considering how much they, they work hard and, and how far they run. And the other thing, Rob, is that... I've never once heard one of the Leicester players say, oh, I'm tired, the amount of games I'm playing that. We hear it from all these other teams, yet Leicester City have been running further and harder than anybody in, in this league, and play, people want to play. Jamie Vardy had a groin injury earlier in the season. A week later, he's back on the pitch and, and playing and giving 70 minutes to his team. Yeah, same with Kante. Kante, we thought, mm-hmm. might have missed two games, and he, and he didn't. He, and uh, everything's back to normal again. I think, to be, I mean, in all fairness with the games, they play, they're playing less games, and we knew that, and we knew that was yeah. going to be a, an advantage to them. But I know what you mean. They've, they've used the least amount of players. It's the same team. We, mm-hmm. we do the lineups. It's a piece of cake to do the lineups, you know, where everybody's playing. A little bit of credit to Ranieri, Rob, yeah. because he's had a little bit of tinkering, mm-hmm. and he changed that midfield, yeah. and he bolstered the midfield, which I thought enabled more control, more possession. Mm. And, and what's, what's important or impressive is they can win Robbie Earl in different ways. Yeah. 
counter-attacking, we thought, oh, you know what? They're just mm. a, they're a great counter-attacking team. People are not expecting them. They're brilliant over the top, and they are. But they found other ways to win. There was a bit of a battle yesterday against Watford. You know, they've got hard-working players. Yeah. They can win that way. They can win when they've got more of the ball. They swing balls in there. They make some changes. They can bring bigger Jure on to be a target mm. man. Mm. Mares can do incredible skills and, and, and score important goals. So... That again, again, we need to write a list of all the crazy things that they're doing that we didn't think they can do. It's just an you didn't story. think they can do. Stop, <laughs> stop giving it the royal we. They got eight days off now. Play Newcastle yeah. next game, so that's one to look forward to for, for Leicester. Quickly talk about Man City. Got a good win. Stopped a three-match losing streak for them. They're ten points now behind Leicester. Is Champions League football their focus? It, you know, it's four spot really where they may end up. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, they might. They might nick a, a higher spot mm. fourth. Uh, I just think with, with Leicester's, you know, excellence, they can't catch them. No. Ten points, they can't catch them. I'd agree. The way that they're going, and there's other teams to catch as well after that. So I don't think they're in the title race anymore. I said that uh, at the last round of games midweek. Um, but, yeah, they got an easy victory against Aston Villa. You know, some of the star players scored. Aguero gets a couple of goals, Sterling and Yaya Torre. Um, but you're right. I mean, it's, it's all about the Champions League. And, um, you know, they're looking, looking in good shape for that. So, listen, whether that's going to satisfy yeah. the, the Man City fans when, you come, when they look back at how they did in the league campaign, it is about the Champions League and how far can they go. Let's talk about Everton because I'm a little bit concerned for Roberto Martinez, Rob. They, OK, they went down to 10 men. Morales got, got himself two yellows and another red card. But they're 2-0 up in the game. They miss a penalty to go 3-0. Roberto Martinez said, oh, that, that, that unhinged my players. They end up losing the game 3-2, conceding three goals in the last 12 minutes. <laughs> Is my, are the excuses running out for Roberto Martinez and this group? Yeah, they are, Rob. I mean, let's, let's, just, let's just be real here. I mean, we know him. He's a lovely mm, guy. Yeah. He's the nicest guy in the world. He's a smart guy. You know, plays a good style of football when everything is going well for him. Mm. But he can't find ways. Just, I mean, it's funny. I like Leicester. That he can't find ways to win in different scenarios. Mm. And a scenario when you're two goals up, I mean, isn't that one of the yeah. easiest scenarios? Block them off. Block the game off. Win. It's just... It, it, yeah, how long are they going to suffer this? Yeah. I don't think he's in imminent danger of his job, but with the new investment coming yeah. in, with the expectations, maybe new players coming in, this season, you know, they're 12th in the league, Rob. They're 12th with all those mm. good young players. That's not good enough. Do you know what's funny, Rob? Because the thing that, that they're missing is the thing they had in abundance probably under David Moyes was that little bit of steel and resilience, and he would block a game off and do that. And, you know, I'm not wanting to, to, to try and force people out work, but... Do you think he, do you think his job would be under review if they if they didn't finish the season well? You, you know what? I, I, only a disaster, Rob. I think would his job become under review. If he finished fifteenth or below, would that would that tempt some you know the, the people? There? I mean, when you see teams like West Ham moving on, you see teams like Leicester, what they've done. You see Southampton, you see Stoke, and you see Everton sitting in in. Yeah. in, in 11th, what is it, 12th position now today. It's 12th position in the league. That's not good enough for a club like Everton with that, with that quality in, in that squad. Yeah, I, I think so. But, I, but I, again, I don't, I don't believe he's going to mm. lose his job in the summer. I don't. I mean, even, you know, no. I just think, I think they trust him. I think they like him. I think they'll think that with the new investment, they can get some extra strength in the squad to make them better. But the, the, the biggest thing is, right, about, is, is availability of new managers. And to yeah. be fair, there's a couple of guys mm. out there right now for Everton that, 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 that might do the trick. I mean, there's some good names out there. Of course, 
Uh, Brendan Rodgers, I'm not sure whether that will ever happen, go to, <laughs> no. to another team there. Uh, Rafa Benitez, I mean, there's... there's Tell a, your manager there's who, who, who would do well there, Slavin Bilic. Let's give him a bit of credit. West Ham, former yeah. Everton player. I mean, I mean, they're on the edge of... I mean, they're 49 points now, just one behind Manchester City, a couple ahead of Manchester United, and... I mean, Rob, we thought at the beginning of the season, a bit like Ranieri, that he might struggle this year. It might be a tough year for, for West Ham. I've been lost, Sam, and we said, be careful what you wish for. He's yep. taking this club on another gear and, and another step. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, good signings, good mm. acquisitions, good work from, from the whole of the football club, but good coaching. Good coaching. And I said, we had a conversation on Saturday, Rob, about this, and, mm. and I just think that the balance of his teams are really, really good. And interviews, when you listen to him, on more than one, two or three occasions over the last couple of months, I've, I've listened to his press conferences, he talks about team balance. Yeah. And when you see a Noble, a Cuyate and a Lanzini, mm. or you see a Antonio and a Payet and a, you know, a Carroll mm. or, or a, a Valencia, or, he's always thinking about yeah. team balance. It's back four, Robbie Earl. It's a strong defensive mm. back four. I think yeah. he's... He keeps things quite simple with a little bit of special flair that the club have done a brilliant job of bringing in the likes of uh, Lanzini and Payet to give a little bit of something different. Moses, I mean, Antonio. I mean, mm. the list of good signings goes on and on and on with a guy that's passionate, he's smart, and it's all working out brilliantly well. Yeah, let's, let's move on to the, to the Sunday games. And we want to go to the Hawthorns in Manchester United. We're on a good run. Four successive wins. Two in the Barclays Premier League. A little bit of momentum going for, for Louis van Gaal. And yet again, it just comes to, to a halt. One match is obviously the, 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 the two yellow cards and culminating the red card. I had a big say in the game. But disappointing for United, Rob, because I just felt they were on a little gallop again, and they've got big European games coming up, big FA Cup against West Ham, and a Manchester derby all over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it, was, it wasn't a good day. I mean, I, I thought, to be fair, Rob, they started off quite well. Mm. They had possession, yeah, agreed, yeah. you know, they, they got into the Marcia flow of the game. A couple of runs. Yeah, the control that Van Gaal wants. Um, and I, So, obviously, two things for me. One matter, I mean, just very strange behaviour for him to do that, which put his team under enormous pressure with the amount of games they've mm. played and the upcoming games. And also, the other point I'd like to make, Rob, is that you know, you're, you're asking the likes of Lingard, Martial and, and Rashford to be consistently good. They're young players and, you know, I mean, any young player in any team is going to find it difficult to be effective week in, week out. But the expectations of United ramp it up. And also mm. the teams that you play against. Yeah. Every team that plays Man United, and we've done it a, a lo loads of times, <laughs> raise the game. It's hard for those young guys to keep performing and winning games week in, week out. That's what you're getting. That's what you've seen all season. That's why the pressure's been on Van Gaal, because younger players with a crazy injury list has meant that the team isn't a very good team on a weekly basis, and they can't win that many games. It's just continuing. Yeah, I have to say as well, a massive turnaround for West Bromwich Albion. Ten points out of a possible 12 for them. One point we're thinking, are they going to be down there? And Tony Pulis does it again, finds a way to get a win. They're looking pretty safe. 39 points now that, you know, they're going to be part of the Barclays Premier League next season. A team that's on the slide, Rob, and another worrying defeat for them. Crystal Palace, 1-0 one one up. And, and um, Liverpool down to 10 men. James Milner getting sent off. End up losing the game 2-1. And Alan Pardew was, was livid after the game with, with the, the penalty decision and frustrated, I think, with himself and his team. And things going back to worst at, at Salas. So let's get to it. Mm -hmm. Was it a penalty?
panel, in your opinion? I thought it was, and, and I know that you may have a different opinion. I thought that Delaney did well to not go in with, with his foot, but the sliding knee made contact with the ankle of Ben Cheke. I think it's enough for, for a forward to go over. I, don't, I think the speed he's running, he gets a contact, he goes down, and I thought it was a penalty kick. Although, it was, you know, I felt sorry for Delaney because he didn't make the first challenge with his foot. His knee did make contact with, with the attacker. Go on then, Robbie Mustard, tell me why I'm wrong. No, I mean, it just we just have a different opinion on, mm. on the, the contact. Yeah, there was contact, but it, it was, a, you know, a, a not a very strong contact. And I think the player could absolutely continue running with that amount of contact. It wasn't a trip where he, he knocked the foot so much that it went behind the other leg and he goes crashing to the ground. Mm. There was a little bit of contact. He's felt it and he's thrown himself to the ground. So, you know, there's contact there. And, and in my opinion contact in a box in in a contact sport when everybody's trying to get to the football there's going to be times when your feet hit the feet of other other players and i just don't think it's enough to be a foul but listen that your opinion my opinion the referee and and the only thing i would say on that and and listen we we can agree to disagree is that it's actually poor defending i thought delaney played ever so well for them today but he's poor defending going to ground in that situation robin and then he doesn't make the contact if he just runs with ben Chaki and lets ben Chaki does what he's going to do he doesn't have that situation but it, obviously the penalty had a, a huge bearing but again it's 12 games now without a win for crystal palace they're, they're sliding down the league at the moment they've got 33 points and, and should be okay but you wouldn't want this run to continue too long rob no, but I, I think they're going to be all right. Mm. I mean, in, so, in some ways of this game, I thought they played quite well. Yeah. I think Balassi up front with Adebayor um, was better. Balassi certainly makes them better. Mm. Kabai in midfield is, is a good player. I, I, you know, when Ledley does, does well, gets his goal, I just, I think they're going to be absolutely fine. I mean, I know it looks a little bit tight. There's a, there's a bit of a cushion there, 33 points, and, and it's 24. Uh, Norwich are in the bottom three there, so... I think they're going to be fine. It's just it's just a game that they they want to get back on track, and it looks bad when you consider the mm. the results. I just think the penalty was 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 very difficult, and uh, and Liverpool from going Rob, where I thought, you know, they, they weren't up to much. They weren't up to much. All of no. a sudden, they well, they found a way, didn't they? They found a way, and I, I think you've got to give him credit, Jurgen Klopp. That's, that's three straight uh, victories now in the Premier League for them, and. Again, I think this guy influences the football club. Let, let's, I know I'm, I'm going to get you going on this one because there's a manager in the league who will say that everything's all right with his football club and, and they're not a problem as well. And, and that's a friend of ours, Steve McLaren. I mean, Newcastle United lose 3-1 to Bournemouth at St. James's Park and in disarray again, this, this Newcastle team. They sit 19th in, 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 the, in the league, 24 points from tw- uh, 28 games and um, just problems for, the, for this team, Rob. Well, I, I just don't know how worse it's it's going to get or how worse it can get in a situation where a manager's been been saying all the way through that you know what we you know we've got character we'll find a way to improve we'll get the results I trust these players uh, in January he's given a big chunk of money he brings in a couple of international players England mm. internationals to come into the squad doesn't address defensive issues and yet still with players that we all agree are good international footballers. They can't get the results. I, I just think, you know, and, I, and I, I'm not one. I don't think we, we're both not ones really for, for, for calling for manager change. No, not at all. But when you consider the size mm. of this club, the time frame now with the games left, the situation that they are in touch with other teams, they, it's almost like a little, a little um, situation with Sunderland. Just, mm. you know, half, it... 20 minutes down the road mm. of trying to get out of it. A new manager, a new bump, different tactics, re, re-motivate this place. I think it's the... the I think, in fact, it's a must 
do situation, mm. you change your manager right now before the next game. Well, I think the thing as well, though, is that everybody believes there's enough quality in that group, so the, the manager in, in charge isn't getting enough out of him. So it's okay, you're sitting here and you're saying change the manager. Who'd you go for? You're Mike Ashley or Lee Charnley, whoever's in charge of the appointment. Who would you take now, A, to keep you in the league, and B, as your long-term manager? Well, I'd, I'd get on the phone. I'm Mike Ashley. Um, and I'm phoning, first of all, I'm phoning Brendan Rodgers. I'm phoning Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers doesn't take that job in my, in my view. Coming to the football club, if you mm. want to make it a short-term situation so he has the option of leaving the club if they get relegated, that's absolutely fine. Uh, if he keeps them up, then, then on you go. If and you're Brendan Rodgers, Musty, just let me ask you. It's a huge club. If he says no... I'm picking the phone up to David Moyes. Mm-hmm. David Moyes, we all know what he's done before yeah. in stabilising a football club. If he doesn't, if he says no, then I'm picking mm-hmm. the phone up to Rafa Benitez and then Nigel Pearson. Wow! Before, right if, there. If, if if you're Brendan Rodgers or David Moyes, would you take the job? You've had the phone call. Would you take the job? I'm not yeah. sure I would, and, and and rest my reputation on Newcastle, Rob. I definitely, if it's a situation where, you know what, it's a short-term thing, I'm going to come in and, yeah. and everybody knows Does that the look good on your CV, though? Does that do your CV any harm? Yeah, what, for nine or ten games? You can't, you can't, that can't hurt you that much that you've gone in to try and help and you didn't quite do it. But I think, I think Rogers or Moyes... All right, you've got, all right, I'm going to give you the choice then. You're in charge, Rogers, Moyes, Rafa or Pearson, who do you, who do you go for? Rogers, all day long. What are you going for? Pearson short fix Rogers long term. Yeah, but Pearson, if he gets some up, he's not going to go. Well, it does him no harm. He's done okay. Or he can work under Brandon. He's a good number two as well. <laughs> Listen, I worry about that when I'm in the Barclays Premier League and I've got all yeah. that TV money coming. The thing for the black and whites now is concentrating on being asleep. Because if they get it wrong, Rob, or they don't make the change, I seriously think they could go down this time. Do you think they're going to... I don't know whether Mike Ash is going to do anything about this. Well, he, apparently he, the, the rumours are that he's getting involved and there's some meetings going on. But the problem is there's meetings with the board and Steve McLaren's a board member. So when they vote should Steve stay or not, I, I'm thinking Steve McLaren's going to his, his, keep his hand down for... No, I, I'd keep the, the manager in charge. It's yeah, a bit but weird. listen, as lo, lo, long as they don't need a, a unanimous uh, vote, it'll get voted out. It'll get voted down. And I... You know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's a fascinating story, and, and I think they should make the change, but I've got a sneaky feeling, you know, they're going to keep with him. Well, I hope you don't put your name in for the job, mate, because I want to hear <laughs> on the podcast next weekend. So that's it for this week on a weekend when Leicester continue to lead the way at the top. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another podcast, and we'll try and make some sense out of what's becoming the most bizarre Premier League season ever. And don't forget, you can listen to the Two Robbies Radio Show as presented by Land Rover. Every Premier League Saturday, 5pm Eastern Time on NBC Sports Radio. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.